0: all right welcome back everyone thank you so much for joining us uh with let's get intentional i'm so excited to welcome a special guest today we have kate champion with us and we're here to talk a little bit about why it's never too late to begin a journey towards health kate thank you so much for joining us today and i know that you have been a best selling author. You've spoken both nationally and internationally on topics like fitness and wellness and recovery, uh, addiction, healing, all of those topics. You also speak about emotional fitness, and you are a strong believer that it's never too late, really, at any time. We're never too old. So tell us, Kate, a little bit about your own personal journey and what got you started.
1: Yeah, so it's really nice to be here today. Thank you so much, Leslie, for having me on the show. And yeah, so those are two of my favorite subjects, right? The um, the never too late mindset and also emotional fitness. Um, so a teeny bit about, I'm not going to go into the whole background, but, you know, a difficult childhood, lots of grief, loss and trauma. And then, you know, lots of trying to find my, finding my feet, you know, through 20s and 30s. And then in the 30s kind of settled down a little bit got married two children and now I have a grandchild and I joke with myself joke with myself that um, I'm kind of a, a late bloomer I've kind of done everything backwards I went to college late I got my degrees late I finally found my feet kind of late I started writing later in life I think my wrote my book first book at 53. I started backpacking at 55. I started a podcast at 60, right? So I just feel like, I mean, really never too late, right? And it is just, just a mindset. And then the emotional fitness piece comes in. So I think we focus a lot on wellness, like physical wellness, physical health, and getting to the gym and eating enough kale and blah, 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 blah. (laughs) But you know what, all of that stuff, all of that stuff is not going to be it's gonna be helpful, but it's not gonna get you to where you want to go unless you figure out the stuff on the inside. Right. So for me, that's the emotional fitness, right? It's really kind of digging in, doing the work, looking in the corners, looking for the wounds, looking for the trauma. What do you have to work on? What are the limit, what are the limiting beliefs? What's holding you back? And really doing the internal work, right? So for me, that's that's emotional fitness and it's just so crucial. So just a note for the listeners too, I'm also a therapist. I've been a therapist for 20 years. I work a lot with grief, loss, trauma, anxiety, and wellness, wellness and recovery. So that's really my work. That's really what I want to encourage people to do is to get in and just build that emotional fitness muscle because everything else will kind of fall into place from
0: there. Yeah, I, I, I really love that term emotional fitness. And, and to be honest, I'm not sure I've ever heard it before, before looking at some of the um, the pieces uh, when we were introduced to each other. And so um, I've, I fully ab- agree that emotional fitness is 100% um, so much a part of that journey of overall well-being and health. And I think it, I think a lot of people, myself included, before I started my own journey, uh, you know, I'd been to therapy, I'd been to counseling, I I had, but I never realized the connection truly. And and, you know, I I consider myself a fairly educated person. I never considered the connection between that mindset piece, that emotional fitness emotional well-being and how it's tied to our physical well-being and and how oftentimes we have these blocks that you know mental blocks that that hold us back right and and so uh when you're working with individuals so you know you're you're a therapist uh and someone comes to you and and reaches out what are some some early sort of techniques or what do you work with them on to encourage them exploring this emotional fitness side of themselves potentially?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So in the work, so the the consultancy or the coaching or the therapy, really the first thing is to really listen. I really wanna listen to people, really tune in and not only just tune in to to what they're saying, But tune into how their body is showing up, right? Tune into their posture. Tune into the nonverbals. Tune into what I call the kind of the heart space, right? Which which is this kind of core, right? The run that runs down the front of the body. Because it's often sometimes it's not really the words that people say. It's I don't know how to put this in words. It's the way they kind of show up. It's their energy. It's their essence. Mm -hmm. And then it's listening for like mismatches in story. It's listening for language. It's listening to a lot of what I call glass half empty language, right? Mm -hmm. A lot of don'ts, a lot of can'ts, a lot of kind of thoughts that are kind of coming up from the past. You know, those are often cues, signs, signals that maybe that person has got some I don't know, some kind of wounds that haven't been worked through. And then it's that gentle questioning, right? That's that's nudging and so tell me a little bit more about that. And as they start to tell me a little bit more about that, as I inquired in more deeply, then it's helping that person get into the body, right? Because when we're talking, it's very frontal cortex, it's very, you know, linear thinking and blah, blah, blah. But when you ask that person just Rest, just pause for a moment. What do you noticing coming up? And you give them a little space and you just help them notice, you know, maybe the tightness or tension or gurgling in the stomach or tightness in the chest or, you know, restriction in the throat and just kind of, kind of getting, keeping that going and getting through the layers, getting through the layers until you get to that little pocket of stuck energy right and then kind of helping them process through that so that's that's really generally my process with other people and also with myself because we can do that with ourselves too right we can have that kind of journey that kind of experience with ourselves too it doesn't doesn't take that much yeah for sure so it sounds a little bit like uh
0: you obviously use these techniques and and um, what you've learned on yourself as well as teaching others. And I know you've written about this too. But you you talk a lot about um, caring for your nervous system, right? right? And and how that's obviously tied into that emotional fitness, that overall well being. And I'm sure you find. Uh, a lot of individuals, and especially individuals, maybe of a certain age, because, uh, you know, as we get 45, 50, 55, and older, the the load on our nervous system changes. And, and I, I liken it to when I had younger children, and I am the baby of the family. And I had older siblings where they're like, yep, yeah, well, Parenting is difficult at every stage. And as they get older, the problems get larger, potentially, right? And, and the issues get larger. And I think that in a lot of ways, that uh bodes the same for our issues get bigger sometimes as we get older. And, and I mean, we're, we're more resilient, we're able to deal with them in a lot of ways, but sometimes it's taxing on our nervous system. If we haven't learned how to manage that early on. And I I will say for for myself, I'm I'm truly on this learning journey and and figuring some of this out finally uh, at age 50, right? That um, ways of coping that I I used to use maybe weren't the healthiest, maybe were, uh, you know, pushing some of the feelings down rather than, than dealing with those emotions and things like that. So, when you talk about caring for your nervous system and how important that is and and the interplay between your nervous system and your overall well-being what are some of the the, the lessons you've learned personally but also things that are are easily and again, easy is, is uh, dependent on the person, but more easily implemented in the day to day for for folks, because I think a lot of people struggle with with this nervous system regulation.
1: Yeah, and that's a great question. And I think, um, honestly, regardless of age, I mean, I work with a range of people from, you know, young adults transitioning into adult adulthood and, and people all the way up to 65 and people are just struggling with regulating the nervous system and even the basic kind of understanding like so what is a you know what is this nervous system right that we're all walking around with and i like to I actually like to color co- i kind of like to color code it right so if you can imagine this kind of the system in the body right and it basically has this is a super simplification but basically has that kind of three color codes right so green as you can imagine is When we're feeling kind of like, "Ah," you know, we're on that sunny beach or we're floating on the paddleboard and, you know, our nervous system is completely in a state of calm and rest and contentment, right? We can all, if we take a moment, we can all connect with that kind of feeling, you know, and then, you know, the busyness of life and social media and, you know, all the things that go wrong during the day. We get into we can get into this kind of orange state, right? So it's, we're not green, but we're not fire engine red. We're kind of activated, but it's not chronic, right? It's not chronic. We're not in a massive kind of anxiety attack or feeling like we need to run for the hills. So that's that's what I call the everyday. That's how most people are showing up every day, you know. And again, across the lifespan, and then we've got what I call you know fire engine red, right? That, literally when our nervous system it wants to run or it wants to fight or it's ready to shut down whatever your coping strategy is that's the fire engine red and, you know when you look at that kind of we look also tracking chronic stress right so yeah. when we chronically stressed, we're high orange into into getting into hot red right and we cannot we cannot life is not sustainable if we're in that 24 7 over the years, you know, something's going to break. We're going to have an autoimmune response. We're going to get a cancer. We're going to have a breakdown, whatever. You know, so this nervous system regulation is such a vital, import, important part of our health and wellness. And there's simple things to get it. When you notice, again, it's the self-awareness, right? When you notice you're, you're in the orange, take a moment. And this is what just makes my headaches explode. It's pretty simple, to bring it down from orange into green, right? But it is a, it is an intention and it is self-awareness. So it's take a moment, take a breath, take a, there's some, some breathing techniques. I'll give you a resource to a book, right? There's some breathing techniques that you can use. You can sit in a sunny window, get outside, look at the horizon, right? Look at, have your eyes look way far out into the horizon and take a few breaths. Go outside, take your shoes off, put your feet in the grass Feel your toes in the soil or the sand or the grass or whatever, and look up at the sky and just take a few breaths, right? There's many, 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 many things we can do to begin to bring that system down. And let's do it two, three, four, five times a day. It only takes a minute. I mean, everybody has a minute. And I have to tell you, there's some simple techniques that can be really powerful pe- for people just to kind of bring it all down a notch. So that was a lot of information. Hopefully helpful. Yeah, yeah. Any, any kind of questions about that? Or? I think that's no. I
0: think it's a really great way of explaining it to to people. And I think you're right. There are many, many techniques, and you've described a few that that really can take just one minute out of your out of your day. And and again, I think I think what what you mentioned though is is having that intention. And I think we many people and and many people who who maybe still haven't quite um you know awakened to this idea but um first and foremost it takes that intention and awareness that you are idling at you know the high end of the orange or into the red and and start there start start with like tuning into the fact that that's where you're at and i i am very familiar with this living with uh my partner my my husband of many years um he deals with anxiety and Mm -hmm. so he he explained to me not sure how many years ago but his explanation finally for me helped me myself manage Mm -hmm. um because it's 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 challenging right um and so he said I'm a car idling at 70 like 70 is kind of my baseline and so it doesn't take much for me to move into what would be the red right so he he idles at a at a fairly intense orange uh high high orange and He is learning though, like he's 55 and, and he is on, you know, as we all are on our own path, on our own journey. Right. And, and he himself is starting to realize that he can do some things that maybe bring that 70 down to a 50 or sometimes even a 40 or a 30. Right. And, and what's amazing is he learned during COVID during our lockdowns that he needed to get out of the house because we were all in the house and it was in his space and he started going for walks and and those walks were life-changing for him um to help his energy help Mm -hmm. with connecting to nature help with all kinds of things and uh you know, he'll say that he doesn't miss lockdown, but he misses being kind of forced out of the house to do that because it's harder sometimes when you're not being forced <laughs> to do it for, for your well-being, right? So, so yeah, it's interesting the um, the fact that it only takes a, a minute or two to do some of these things. And yet,
1: first and foremost, we have to first be aware that we need it. That's right. That's right, and when you asked earlier about you know what's what's the entry point for people how how do I start to work with people it's it really is working on that awareness of how the body feels because you know I'm an expert on anxiety, I've been working with it for twenty years, and anxiety is is basically a thought disorder right yeah. anxiety is all about thinking gone awry right mm-hmm. it's really it is a disorder of thinking right and generally people that struggle with anxiety it's like they're they're like they're disconnected from the neck down yeah so the so the beginning of the work is really helping them again to get into the body get into the nervous system what are you feeling and then what's that feeling about and helping helping them like develop that self-awareness of what's Mm -hmm. happening dramatically in the body um it's great work you know it's really good great work and it is i don't want to minimize it but it, it can be fairly simple it doesn't have to be as com- complex i don't think as, as people think you no know? right. yeah, yeah yeah and i like to add like let's just it's like try, just sprinkling some of these in through, during the day you know a couple of breaths in the morning maybe a five or ten minute walk at lunchtime maybe a couple of breaths before you transition in. Into the evening, whether it's cooking or doing mom stuff or whatever, mm-hmm. and then maybe some warm tea or a warm bath before bed. I mean, I ha- I'm big on bedtime routines, big on sleep. I think it's vital, right? That's the pinnacle of our health and wellness, you know. And helping tra- people just see that they could just take a minute or two. Um, Yeah, yeah. So my heart goes out to your husband. I totally get, I totally yeah. get his journey and where he's been for sure. Yeah.
0: So. Uh, you're you're also you yourself are a self-proclaimed late bloomer. Uh, uh, yeah. You um you have written about it not being too late. So, um, why do you think so many people struggle with that idea of I'm too old, it's too late? Why bother?
1: Yeah. I just can't, a, a, I cannot stand that mindset. Whenever I hear somebody, like oh, if I overhear somebody, oh, it's never too late or I'm all too old. It's like, oh my gosh, that is such a, can I swear? That's such yeah, a go for BS, it. that's such a BS story. It's like, and I'll turn and I'll say, where did you learn that? Where did you learn mm-hmm. that? Seriously? Yeah. I mean, it's shittiest, crappiest mindset ever. And if you think that and you believe that, then that's going to be, that's going to be the prophecy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. You've got me on my high horse now. <laughs> and
0: it <laughs> is interesting though, because when you say, where did you learn that or where, where yeah. did you hear that? And I, I, I don't know about you, but I grew up, um I grew up. Well, one side, my grandparents, I had a very, like, I don't even remember my, my grandmother ever being like, of a vibrant age. She always seemed to be old. Now I'm the baby of like my entire extended family. Cause my mom was the baby too. So to be honest, I'm not even sure how old she was when I thought she was like really old, but she seemed really frail. She just, she was a bit of a hypochondriac or maybe she was a full on hypochondriac. I'm not sure, but like, she never seemed to have, um a lot of energy I was scared of her because uh she she didn't you know seem to have the energy to do things with me Mm. so I don't know if if some of it comes from Mm. uh, you know a a growing up with potentially grandparents where you're like I don't know it just seems like yeah it was too late (laughs) (laughs) to be honest uh you know Sorry, yeah. grandma. sorry, Grandma that I'm I'm speaking of you in these ways. But and then I had a, I had another uh Nana who who was more involved and certainly she was she was the opposite. She was like a tough cookie. Uh-huh. Um but I I I'm sure there were things where I I kind of got that, oh that's for the that's for the young people or that's for yeah. I'm too old yeah. to do that or whatever yeah. so I absolutely. think you're right we do grow up with some of those messages depending on the adults in our lives huh? um, yeah. media doesn't do us
1: any favors absolutely there's another one right Especially, I think it's changing I it do, is changing I do think also, it's changing I I'm do. seeing a resurgence yeah i do and you know body image and things like that is changing too which is great but if you know if you were growing up in the 60s 70s 80s 90s there was a lot of you know a lot of too old too late too whatever right a lot of focus on young 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 um and then this 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 stage of life is life is over right when you're I don't know, 70. sixty, seventy. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, I'm sixty, and I literally, I'm just. My friend just texted me. We're backpacking. We're taking a three-day backpacking trip in Tennessee coming up in March. You know, I'm out there all the time. I walked the Camino last year. I mean, I am constantly out backpacking, hiking, doing it, doing it. And if you don't use it, you will lose it. Yeah. Right? Muscle, brain power cognition, whatever it is, stamina, heart health, if you don't use this amazing body that we're given, you will lose it. So that's, again, emotional fitness, physical fitness, psychological fitness, spiritual fitness, it's all important.
0: Yeah. Uh, That's amazing that you uh, hiked the Camino last year. I have a a friend who's uh, got it on her list for the next, like for this coming year. And she is so excited about it. And you're right. um, I think there's more and more information coming out that's available to us. There's more research now for women of, you know, sort of entering this next phase. And and I think it's all really, really positive. And, uh, and I, I wholeheartedly agree that that mindset of it, you know, I'm too old, or it's too late for me, uh, I just want to sort of blow that up because uh I I certainly have seen such a benefit from investing some time in yeah. in myself and the changes that are are absolutely possible. And I can say that it, it is not too late. And yeah, I'm super excited for this next phase of life. So yeah,
1: that's right. And I want to add, I mean, I just want to share too that. It's not I would I don't want to make this seem like it's been a cakewalk for me either. I mean, I've had to work through a lot of grief, loss, trauma. I've had a, a totally debilitating autoimmune disease again, because I hadn't worked through any of my crap, right? Until I started to work through my crap, I was able to resolve that. I've had cancer that I've overcome as well. So it's been a journey. I mean, I've had lots of lots of things, right? Lots of the things that to kind of that could hold me back or hold me down or make me like, oh, you know. Yeah. It hasn't been easy, but it's possible. You know, it is, it is possible. And you just have to hold on to something. And when I was looking listening to your your podcast, you know, a couple that solo episode, you mentioned community. And I think community of like minded people is so important. You know, I have a couple of groups that I have that I run. That I belong to. I have some a great core of women, like minded women, who will hike with me or walk with me or run with me or do whatever. I, I do think that the energy that you're surrounding yourself with is vital in this this as well. Vital. I agree. Yeah. 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 You've got to be intentional with that community piece too. And,
0: and I, I absolutely have learned that too. And, and it keeps you going on those days Uh when, when you're like, Oh, I don't know if I, I am able to, to dig deep, but yeah, no, it, that community pieces has been, has been huge for sure. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that you, you also agree and, and you have those groups that, that, uh, you, you support, but also support you.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't start to connect until later in life, like 50, 55, right? More around 55, because I was just really struggling with a lack of community, a lack of like-minded people. And it wasn't until 55 that I, A, started my own group, but they also started to connect with others. So again, it's never too late, right? Right. It's never too late. Never too late. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned
0: uh, about, obviously sleep being very important and that you have some certain routines that you you do and, and they're kind of your your routines or rituals can you walk us through a, a little bit of what you like to do on on the daily whether it's morning routine night routine your your pre-bed routine what are some things that you have found helpful um, and how do you how do you keep doing those when you start to say, oh, I I, you know, that can slide. I am I'm, I'm good now. How do you keep going with those? Cause I, I I'm recognizing how important it is to keep up with with those routines.
1: Yeah. So I do I am I do have routines. I have a morning routine, kind of a morning routine. And I have kind of had an evening routine. They're not perfect all the time. That's so 80-20 rule, 80% of the time mm-hmm. they're lot pretty good um and i also want listeners to know that they don't you don't have to be perfect every time 80 20 70 30 it's all good so my morning routine i get up i'm a i am a morning person so i get up pretty early 5 6. depending on whether i have a practice day or not Mm -hmm. i get up um i have tea i have some kind of protein i'm big on protein i do some kind of movement it could be yoga it could be 10 or 20 minutes on the rower. It could be a walk outside right? I have some kind of movement in there. And I do have a meditation practice. So I sit, I don't know, five, 10, 20 minutes and I do some meditation. With Within that meditation, there's affirmations, but that's a beautiful time to kind of, again, set your intention for the day. Um, so, and I make my bed. I always make my bed every day. Make my bed every day. I know simple things, but that's what I do in the morning. And then, you know, gazillion different things coming at me all day long and in the evening i have a wind down right so the morning is kind of a wind up and the evening is a wind down it can literally be again some kind of um chamomile tea or sleepy time tea i use i do like to use the magnesium supplement for sleep and i have a great some great sleep resources so if anybody wants any information just let me know i'll send you my resources for sleep Um, so I do like to wind down I might watch a little bit of something but usually I'm in bed I'll read I'll take 20 minutes to read I'll do um, I have a gratitude practice that I do right between the transition when I'm in bed the lights out you know more snugly, and then for I it's hard to so this gratitude practice goes right in there between me actually getting to sleep so I usually am falling to sleep with some kind of, kind of gratitude practice in my system. Right. So I do that faithfully every night and then, then I go to sleep, you know? Yeah. So nothing too sexy there. Right. I mean, it's pretty simple. (laughs) I love that idea of,
0: of gratitude as the last thing that you're thinking of before you fall asleep.
1: I love that. Um, And it's not just the thinking it's the Feeling, feeling right yeah. so the actually the, the power the power behind, behind a gratitude practice is to really like what i call heartfelt yeah. gratitude right so you're really again really feeling in the body you're really feeling in the heart you're really like i don't know it's an energy your your whole body is kind of wrapped in that gratitude energy as you kind of transition into sleep um but yeah that's that's it it's i love that oh pretty simple, pretty simple
0: it sounds like you also enjoy a good book and and you're a reader. Is there anything uh, that you're reading lately or have read lately or any podcasts you're listening to that you might want to share with our audience? Anything that stands out to you?
1: Yeah, I'm an avid reader and I love podcasts. So right now I'm reading The Soul of Money, which has been really awesome. and I can't remember the author. I'm so sorry. It's Lynette something, I think, but The Soul of Money has been really great. I'm listening to The Power of Now, which is by Eckhart Tolle. It's my second or third time through that book. Um, just powerful i just you know i think sometimes you have to listen to his stuff several times but it's it's really wonderful i love his work so i can't totally anything he has a great podcast too you know he teamed up with oprah etc but they do some great work together and then podcast wise i love jack cornfield joseph goldstein again they're all about this kind of mindfulness meditation spirituality um so those are my favorites right now i love that
0: Uh, I just got introduced to uh, Anderson Cooper's podcast on All There Is. It's about his grief journey. And I have to say it has blown me away uh, with uh, his vulnerability and his openness to share his journey uh, over losing his mom, but also talking about past grief with losing his dad at at age 10 and uh, his brother to suicide at age 21 so if you're wanting to 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 give a listen to that I I just before we came on um posted a podcast episode about my listening to his his uh all there is podcast so I I encourage you to give it a listen if you're interested in that but uh thank you so much Kate for for your generous sharing and we will most definitely link uh Kate's uh, website as well as her um her toolkit for uh you know working with your nervous system and and any of those resources we we really appreciate your generosity and and your willingness to share and i am just excited kate that uh you have you know discovered all of this uh, as as a late bloomer because i think so many people um, count themselves as as you know, past their expiration date or past the time that they can learn, past the time that they can grow, and you know, I just am am delighted when I hear stories like yours, where where people have gone back to school or they've you know gone down this path of of either well wellness uh, and taking care of themselves in new ways, but. I I too love this emotional fitness um aspect that you speak of and and I think for me that has been um really key to my success in my in my overall wellness journey is is that mindset shift and and really knowing now that mindset and that uh emotional well-being is so much a part of it. Any last words of uh, advice or any parting words for our listeners, Kate? Because we just want to say thank you so much.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely been a pleasure. I think my last thing is just I like to keep things simple. But, you know, we are all lifelong learners, right? I mean, that's that's why we're here, right? That's our purpose on the planet, right? To, to learn, right? To learn up until the last minute. To learn, to grow, to give back, to love, to be kind, Right and and there's no expiration date on that until we're actually like not breathing anymore and six feet under, right? Right. That's when it might be too late. But you know, let's live life, right? Let's really live life, a heartfelt life to the fullest, you know. And if you've got some barriers and things, some some challenges let's work, Let, work on them, right, work on work on them, and if you can't do a lot, then you can do a little bit, right, kind of start where you are, and just take some baby steps, and it's really never, never too late, so if, if you like to read, I do have the book, Never Too Late, you know, it's full of inspirational stories for people later in life that have gone on to do some really, really amazing things, so pick up the book, there's lots of tips and strategies, and um, it's like, psychotherapy and and their inspiration kind of mixed together so jump on that book you know i have a podcast living big mindfully check that out again that's all of my work is about that living intentionally and living a welded life for as long as possible
0: that's wonderful thank you so much for sharing and uh we really appreciate the time that you took to to speak with us today Uh, for those of you who are interested, I will make sure that all of what Kate has just shared is in the show notes. So you can certainly find Kate's books, her website, uh, Instagram, etc. So thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful day.